0: Good evening, and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, with your host, Taiwana
1: Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. welcome 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 to another episode of leadership tidbits with coach t wilson i am your host and leadership mentor taiwana wilson i am excited as i am each and every tuesday to have another amazing mentor another amazing guest in our studio tonight who will be sharing on an awesome topic so before I introduce our mentor for tonight, come on in into our virtual learning laboratory. Introduce yourself and let us know where you're coming in from so that we can welcome you in properly. So come on in and introduce yourself. We always want to know who's tuning in and where. and come in and share this broadcast out so that we can have others to join us in the virtual learning laboratory as well so i'll give you a minute to come in and introduce yourselves and and let us know so that we can highlight you but tonight we have a very special guest who i am super excited about This young lady is on fire. She's a young lady and she is out here doing her thing. So Miss Kalina Powell, and did I say your name right?
0: Yeah, you did.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Kalina Powell, how are you?
0: I'm good, thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for joining. So a little bit about Kalina. Kalina is a young entrepreneur and she might tell us her age. I'm not sure yet but she loves to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. Little do people know, Kalina is actually hard of hearing. She became deaf at the age of four, but she's used that as her superpower to be awesome. She recently graduated with a psychology degree and is now starting her own online coaching business while finishing working on her book. So tell me about that. I mean, that's awesome stuff. So welcome, welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me <laughs> once again. Um, yeah, I do have a lot going on. Um, it's very, um, a very interesting journey. Uh, so yeah, so I am a top advocacy. I am a mental health coach for people who, are, who have a disability, specialized in self-esteem, um, depression, and anxiety. Uh, just because myself, um, when I was growing up, I never had anyone that looked like me. So I wanted to give my community an opportunity to have a coach in their field, which is kind of cool. And my book is definitely coming out. So I'm trying, I'm hopefully, like hopefully trying to get it released by May 1st. Um, and yeah, and also too, I can't forget this. I have a YouTube, but you know, if you really want to check out more about me, like deeper and like funny questions. You're more than welcome to talk
1: about YouTube channel. Okay. So, and we'll make sure we get that YouTube channel uh, address before you get up out of the studio. But we do have somebody tuning in. So we do have Belinda, Belinda Preston Cash from Trotwood, and she is an EAP DOT counselor. So hi, Miss Belinda. Linda, it is good to see you, and so she is in the Trotwood, Dayton, Ohio area, so welcome. We also have Dwelling checking in from Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm excited to to see you checking in as well, and Colleen, I didn't ask you where you were from, I usually do that off camera, but where are you coming in from?
0: I am literally from Canada, Toronto,
1: See, I told you I bring in some international guests. So, Kalina is coming to us from Toronto, Canada. Woohoo!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited about, about that. So, others, you can continue to come on in, share this broadcast out. And, Kalina, I know that you have a very impactful story that you want to tell us and, and tell us your story and how we can be advocates and be more aware so that we're able to uh, be better advocates and, and so that others that are like you won't feel like that they are, are growing up alone or don't have an advocate on their side.
0: Definitely. Um, honestly, for, for people to who want to be more advocates, want to be more inclusive for people who are deaf. Uh, The the number one thing I would say, you know, try to see if there's closed caption on any platform because that's something really be useful. Uh, As well, um, especially if you're interacting with someone who is deaf, always keep in mind that you have to face-to-face to to them so that they can read your lips, because it's very important for us to understand what you're saying and reading your lips. So a lot of times, if you were to like i don't know cover your mouth i wouldn't hear the whole sentence of what you're saying i might hear little things um but i won't hear the whole sentence and um you know if you can you know pick up a little bit of sign language just a little bit you know something simple and basic like hello how are you okay thank you little thing things like that i don't expect any way to go out the way but if you can do a little basic that would be really helpful a lot of times especially during covid right now and the max because a lot of us have a hard time understanding. So that would definitely be helpful. And, um, yeah.
1: You know, and I'm happy that you mentioned that because I know that uh, at work and and we do a lot of Zoom, a lot of Teams meeting and and I knew I was having you on as a guest and it made me think because at work, a lot of times people are not on camera. And we don't necessarily have the transcript on either. So, you know, just being aware of all of our our team members and how we can be more equitable. And so, you know, simple things like that, like, I don't want to be on camera today, but we don't know who might be on our team that's counting on seeing our face to be able to really be engaged in the meeting. So that was a, a great point. So how did you, I know your story, you became deaf at the age of four. And like, how was that journey for for you growing up and then making that transition to being able to, to help others?
0: Um, the transition was so huge because it was, I was hearing different voices versus what I was normally hearing versus when I became deaf and having a new technology in my ears. So it was very, um, very like open, open-eyed kind of, mm-hmm. um, but more of like, kind of like really like shocking because I didn't think my life could change in one second. Um, how I became deaf was actually from an ear infection. I don't know how I got the infection. I, I ended up getting it and uh, my doctor prescribed me a eardrop and um, so I wouldn't know and so the next day we went to my family doctor, and, um, so so I went to, I went to daycare, uh, went to daycare. And then apparently the, the staff members did either one of the things they either didn't put out the right eardrop or they put too much in my ears. One of the two don't know. And, um, that same day when I went home, I became deaf. My mom was calling me in front of the TV and, uh, I couldn't hear my mom, my mom thought I was joking. She thought I was four years old, you know, four years old, I like to play around, but no, I was not joking, I was like, oh mom, I can't hear. And my mom panicked. She called my grandma, luckily my grandma is a nurse. Um, she like literally rushed from, from the hospital, trying to figure out what was going on. My grandma's okay, like clean not joking. She cannot not hear me. And <laughs> so we called my family doctor. My family doctor said, okay, come in the next day. So we went there. My family doctor said, okay, this is so weird. Like, Kalina could not hear me. So my family doctor did little things in my ear, like couple testing. My doctor said, okay, can't hear. Like, how is she deaf in one day? What's in the airdrop? And so that is how I became deaf. From infection out for the daycare, did not do the job.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. So since then, I was a whole mess. I was a mess because... Four years old, don't know what's going on. I was super overwhelming with so many people I was seeing, so many doctors, appointments, trying to figure out what what the next up is for me, basically. And so I went to all and they said for me to get hair aid or I could have get cocoa implants. The cocu implant is um, it's where you do surgery. So when my family heard I was like, hell no, like surgery, no for four years old, hell no. And I think some of us can be a little like sketchy when it comes to surgery, especially surgery in your ears. Can you imagine doing surgery in your ears? They're like, uh no. So <laughs> my family they were like, heck no. And um so yeah, so I didn't do that at all. I ended up just getting a hair aid. age and when I went to school, now that I'm getting older, I had to go to school. So school was very much more challenging because I was in two different schools. I mean in the deaf school and then I went to hearing school half the time. So it was kind of cool because I was able to learn how to communicate with two different communities and learn how to interact with both communities, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, it's super hard to, I guess, make my way in the community, especially the hearing community, because they never really, not one person I met, met someone that is deaf. So i'm always a new person to them i'm like are you kidding i'm like what <laughs> so like for me i'm such an open person such a social butterfly if you ask me a simple thing i'll work in i'll tell you no problem and um so i kind of built that confidence a little bit when i went to both community and unfortunately i stopped going to the deaf school because it was too far for me but so unfortunately i had to end up going to the hearing school full time that was a huge challenge for me because. I felt like I wasn't able to um, kind of find myself again because there was not anybody else like me in the school, in the hearing school. So I found it a very difficult and challenging to be myself again. And I had to rebuild my confidence, make a whole new find again. And um, so it was very challenging. Um, I got bullied, of course, a lot of times bully dog would come after me even though I bullied them a little bit back. So oopsie. Oops. <laughs> um, you know, those kids. So and I bullied them back a little bit. But luckily my two best friends I had at the time, they both always stand up for me and they were like, okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. You know, they were always cheering me up no matter what. It was very cute. And um now that I'm getting older, high school comes and I think a lot of us do not like high school. And um high school definitely not my favorite but I I started to develop a lot more and be aware of who my needs are, especially being in school. And it was super important for me to understand that I'm going to have to face some challenges, but also be okay to ask for help. And a lot of times, I feel like if I ask for help, people might walk all over me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was very challenging at that time. And um, the part where my guiding counselor didn't want me to succeed, she actually did not put my grade in when it was post-secondary time to apply for application, the university called me and says, Your you are or not? In? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And um, my gun didn't put my in, and she didn't think that I was capable of going to university. And so that lesson really taught me that there are going to be people that going to bring you down and doesn't want it to succeed. And that was a big opening call for me to realize that I have to really kick butt and get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And so now I'm in university. Got it. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like my garden sponsor really taught me to fight harder and push better. Mm-hmm. And really taught me that you can do whatever you can as long as you put your mind into it. And then that's how I started to start my entrepreneurship and realized that. Not because of my path, I had all these negative things that happened to me, and I realized that if I keep pushing, I keep pushing, I would get into it. Until that one day, I actually finally got a job, first job. It was a big park at Canada Wonderland, Mm -hmm. exciting, and a little boy approached me, super cute, and um, it was just so cute. The part where he was just like, He's like, miss, 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 I have something to show you. I'm like, oh, are you lost? It was a big park full of kids. And then he's like, no, like, I'm deaf too. I have hearing aids. I'm like, no way. And because I realized that my hair was in a ponytail. And his mom came to me full of joy. And she was like, she was kind of crying, but not really, but she was full of joy. And mm-hmm. she's like, didn't you do something like that for my son? Like, my son never met anyone like himself in the hearing community. And think you did something like that. You're going to make a difference in the world, even though you just a little thing like that. And I didn't realize. And I'm like, wow. So what if I actually took initiative and advocate for my community and teach them how to be inclusive and how to advocate for themselves in the community? And that's why I started my journey.
1: Wow, that's so inspirational. And it reminds me, uh, when I hear Dr. Cheryl Wood talk, she always say, you need to show up. You need to come to the front of the room. You never know who's waiting for you. And that story was, you know, you were just there. Like you were there and and that young boy really needed to see you in that moment. And so that's just powerful within itself, especially for our young leaders, our, our young girls, our young boys that might have self-esteem issues and they're like, I, I don't know if I can make a difference. I don't know if I have that it power, but everybody has that it power in their own right. You are meant to touch somebody. Now, I don't know who that somebody is, but everybody is meant to touch somebody. So I think that's awesome. You've just showing up. So how did you build your grit and your resilience? Because like you said, you were going to you know, two different schools. One school was for the, the deaf community and one school was for those where you know, it wasn't for the deaf community. So finding that balance, but yet being determined to say, listen, I know this is a difficult journey, but I can still do this. Like, where did you get that, that grit, that resilience? Where did you get that to be able to push forward?
0: Um, I would say my family, (laughs) I would say my family, especially my grandma. My grandma is actually an immigrant from St. Lucia, and she said, listen, I did not come into this new country for you to, you know, for someone else to tell you that you can't go far. And that's the one thing she told me, and she said, unless you want to go back home with me? I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. (laughs) No, no, no. <laughs> and that's when I was like, no, I don't want to go back. So I'm like, no. And then my grandma said, that's what I mean. Be grateful for how far you've gone. Because that little thing, the baby step you did to get this far, mm-hmm. does make a difference. You just don't see it because you're too into that one moment. And you don't look at the bigger picture.
1: Mm-hmm. And then that's
0: when I realized and said, oh, my grandma's right. Like I do need to look at the bigger picture and be grateful how far, not just me, but also my family. And I realized too, I'm actually the first generation that graduated from university in my family. So that was kind of, that was, yeah. So it's definitely, that my family really invested in me a lot to get what I need to be. And I felt without my family, I would not be here right now. They all pushed me and especially my grandma. Like my grandma was like, you need to go to school, let's go. And she helped me build that confidence and um so like my grandma always told me her story back home to kind of make me remember that you're here for a reason. god give you the gift even if you are deaf doesn't mean you can't do anything yes you may need to work harder but it doesn't mean you can't do it
1: right. right right absolutely that that's awesome i definitely understand that so congratulations on graduating i'm a first generation college student and graduate in my family so kudos to you that's that's a journey within itself being the first and trying to figure it out so that that's awesome kudos to you for that so i I do want to get back to that college experience but we have a few more people checking in and i just want to uh highlight them into our virtual learning studio tonight so courtney is is coming in to us and she said he's just tuning in for her weekly tidbit so thank you so much courtney and then we have anthony who's tuning in he's one of my mentors in the standout leader academy and he just said he's happy to be here and he has an awesome story as well and Belinda said that was an excellent story that you talked about with the the young boy so again that's why it's even more important for us to show up even when we don't want to or don't feel like it or don't even you know like is does, is it going to matter so let's get back to that college experience so how was that i know you said that you know you went through your uh grade school and it was like okay this is this is different this is an adjustment high school had its challenges within itself as you know you're maturing and you know how high schoolers are and you know (laughs) everything that comes with that let's talk about this college how was that maneuvering through because that's a whole nother a System within itself. How was that in in maneuvering through it? it
0: was, I would say the first year was really challenging to transition from high school to university. With only the I didn't expect a lot of homework. I was mom, I was like, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna drop out. <laughs> and my mom <laughs> said, I dare you do that, and I'm like, I can't do that. It was just, it was just unexpected. I really didn't. I did not expect that much work for my first year. Um, I met a lot of great friends. I was very Butterfly. I noticed that when you go to college, university, I felt like they were more educated on disability support, inclusion, and and like accommodation. I feel like they were more understanding then high school. don't know why. I kind of felt weird about that. I guess because high school is a lot smaller, I, I can say. Mm-hmm. I got to university and college they because 'cause they're so open. It's a big school. Everybody's coming in, you know, and um and it that yeah, it was a big school to be honest. I was stole off for like two weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I cannot my class. The point where I give up sometimes and I'm like, oh my God. And um honestly, luckily I had a great note taker. Uh, for each of my classes, so I would gain accommodation just because the lectures are so big. It's literally like a movie theater. So mm-hmm. there's times where I can't get a front seat or the middle seat, and then it's just so big. And I was like, oh my god. Okay, I I can't hear very well. I did have challenge to hear professors because they were not um, like equipment for them to wear, but so mm-hmm. I can hear them. Unfortunately, just because a lot of professors felt uncomfortable wearing it, they just felt like. I'm probably gonna cheat over court or I don't know. A lot of professors <laughs> <are> weird at the time. Yeah, like I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. And so I that I just had a note taker. They were very emotional about it. All my note taker was really helpful, synchronous, Until I would say my third year, I met this one professor. He actually does too. So very interesting because he's teaching a lecture and um lecture with a math class, I hate math class. And it was funny, he was teaching, he's like, one second, my hair and body is dying. He changed his hair aid body in front of the whole class. <laughs> and I was like, you just did what? And I had no idea he was deaf at all until he just did that one day. And I, I was like, oh my God. And I felt, cause I was in that class and I was so motivated and I was always in that class and I hate math class and that was math class. Mm-hmm. And I just showed up every single class and just talked to him. And ask him, how does he do it? How do you have the confidence to talk in a huge movie theater like this? How's like, you know? And then he was just saying that someone like you and me, we need to improve the deaf community. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so true. And um, everything that I met that professor, honestly, I just realized that I think it's time for me to get myself out there and definitely get going with the deaf community, bring them a more awareness about the deaf community Mm-hmm. I knew every time after I
1: spoke to that professor. Wow! So you said it was it was time for you. You that went to college and, and you had a, a mentor in that professor who was like, "Listen, come to the front of the room, Kalina. It's time for you to come yeah. to the front of the room and, and be that 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 champion." And so. How, like, how did you get started and what does that look like of, of being an advocate for the deaf community?
0: Um, I literally started with my Instagram platform. Mm-hmm. It was just Instagram, got myself out there. I did a lot of crazy rail, relatable rail. And then that's when I started building community. People started finding me, I found people. And we started talking and getting to know each other. And then we created a Facebook group for everybody. And everybody bought their friends and their friends. And I've been into a lot of networking a room, and then I end up having a business mentor, um, kind of walk me through how she became an international speaker. So I actually walk with her through everything that she done. So she gave me a lot of tips advice, resources that could do, and I followed every one of them, and then that's how I became big right now.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And so in that community, is it, uh, do you find that the community is, is it just people that are deaf or is it people that are deaf and friends of the community?
0: I have three different communities. So, (laughs) I, um, honestly, the one community I mean, is the deaf community and then Mm -hmm. the community and then there's the people who are parents Teacher or I for the deaf community or disability community. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's three different community. I mean, so
1: wow. Talk about a little bit about your your business endeavor. So I know that you are a, a young rising star, and you are an entrepreneur. You are a speaker and and coach. Talk a little bit about that, and what does that what does that look like?
0: So, right now, I actually just started kicking off my business off the ground now. Um, so, I am a mental health coach for people who have disability, but I am open to other uh, people as well, not just disability. Um, so, that was my main focus which for Disability but so I'm open for more, too. Um, however, um, so that looking good so far. And um, so I have like very few clients, which is very interesting because some of the clients are actually my friends and then some clients are from Instagram and some clients are parents and students, which is very interesting. And um, yeah, so that's definitely that. And then my international speaker, I spoke in UK, London, Australia, um, the island, the Caribbean island, and one, one in Africa as well. So it's very fascinating to see different people, meet different people across the globe, mm-hmm. and um, just get in the message out there about the deaf around it. Um and then I'm also writing a book. Um so my book is called Every Day I Am Just Deaf. So it's mixed with poetry and biography. It's about me being deaf in the hand community, so that way the hand community can get expressive what it's like to be deaf in the hand community.
1: Wow. That seems awesome. So when will the book be done? I'm an avid reader, so I love I love books. I love poetry. So you have to keep me posted on when the book will be finished. Well, that's quite the journey. So I know you said you get a lot of students and te- teachers and parents that reach out. Is it uh, some of the things that they reach out? And I'm not asking for any specifics to your clients but are some of the concerns just getting acclimated to the culture as it is now or dealing with what's happening in society or all kind of thing, all kind of different issues
0: they all talk to me about different issues like within society how to be inclusive um ask the advice about like their child's hair loss what they can do um, mm-hmm. my opinion how did my mom go with that? What were the resources? Because there are not a lot of resources for people who are deaf. And there's very few resources for disability community.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: that's where everybody started coming and asking me questions.
1: Got it. What kind of impact do you feel like COVID and the pandemic had on all of this for the disability community? And uh, community? The
0: technology was number one for us, technology. It was because everybody was using technology, not everything was accessible, not everybody was able to get access to it because of, you know, low employment, um, you know, lack of resources, you know, family members can't come around anymore because of COVID. It was hard for a lot of those who are live alone, especially those who live alone, they know we have support. And especially, um, appointments are getting booked now. You can't even go to your appointment now. Everything is booked and you have to wait a, a month to or It's just crazy. And it, it did really impact a lot on the disability community because we were not able to have the support have we risked to do mm-hmm. versus COVID because we were able to go outside and do things on our own. But now it's like we can't do much because for those who have disability, we are more high risk to catch COVID than those non disabilities. So there's people that
1: weren't able to do anything that they wish to do. Got it. Do you feel like we're making strides in the right direction? Do we are we making progress? So if you just think about you know maybe five years ago and where we are today, do you feel like we are way further along in a positive direction? Or we still kind of it's like, ah, we still got opportunities to grow? that's a good question
0: um i would say honestly 50 50. Uh, the reason why i said 50 50 i know people be like what are you talking about kalina i'm like 50 50 because social media i would say the other half social media i give it a a credit social media slowly getting there slowly that's (laughs) the other 50 okay the other half is that um People are starting to see it like, on social media, like, oh, wow, I didn't even know. Okay, there's more people out there advocating. Like, oh, wow. It's just that social media took so long to be accessible, and it's so sad that they had to wait until the pandemic hit to be accessible because everybody's on technology. So that was really sad because it's like, why do we need to tell you guys how to be accessible? It's not supposed to be everyday thing, but unfortunately, it's not. And that's why I said 50-50. And second thing is, too, when you go for a walk, I know it's a lot of time, especially those who are deaf, they cannot understand anybody through the MAC. So people are not educated about that. So it's just like, uh, okay, where's all the education coming in? So um, third thing, the education system are not inclusive about the disability community because there's no class or courses that being taught about us. And it's unfortunate because a lot of students, especially those who have disabilities, are being separated by the normal students. And it's not fair for the normal students not to collaborate or even know how to interact with someone who has a disability in case if they were to go into real world after they graduate. So they won't have no idea because they never been taught that in school. So that's something that needs to be changed. But from five years to now, it's the same thing, which is ridiculous, it's just like, hello? You know, and even too, like, even ASL courses or um, any other courses that relates to experience, there's none in high school, no high school. And I can't remember that one time I learned something in high school that's acceptable besides university, so it's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> these, kids are, are these kids are our next generation, you know? Like, we should be educating the younger generation, too, because they're our, they're our future. So that's why I would say 50-50.
1: Okay, that's fair. That makes it. That makes a lot of sense. I know uh, for for me, and I've been a professional for quite some time now in working in my industry, nearly twenty years, and I can tell you that you know we might get some training on it now included in a diversity, equity, and inclusion workshop or course if your organization offers it and it's just a tiny piece and so sometimes you're right i think we're making progress but but definitely not as much and and so as i knew you were coming on and it reminded me of that having the meetings and people not being on camera and having you know if you just do stuff via conference call you know, that could be a barrier that that could be where you're not being equitable in that case of of thinking about everybody. What is something that you think that that we should know? So people that want to be avid supporters or advocates, what is something that we should know? Maybe we think we know it, but we really we don't know (laughs) as much as we think. (laughs) <laughs> i would
0: say the number one thing is don't expect every deaf person knows how to sign language i get that a lot i know a lot of people come to me like hey you're deaf so how come you don't know how to use sign language and i'm like whoa no <laughs> not every deaf person you meet knows how to sign language um and number two i just want to keep people like be aware of being consistent in terms of in your closed caption, be consistent. I know it's annoying, I know it's a hard, hard, but if you realize that probably 80% of people your use their cell phone may not be, um, have their sound on. I noticed that with a lot of people. they rather read closed caption, than rather read the reading. Or
1: And I noticed that, I'm like,
0: oh, really interesting. And third thing is, I just wanted to say, don't be afraid to ask questions. I noticed a lot of people be afraid to ask me questions about certain things, especially my hand loss. They're like, oh, like, I mean, I don't know if it's a dumb question. There's no that thing as a kind of dumb question. We didn't know. Like, hey, I'm not aware of this, but if you don't mind me asking you something, instead of saying a dumb question, to me it's like, I have received a dumb question before, trust me. You probably don't even have a dumb question. So, um, so I just wanted to put it out there for people who are watching, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, for us, for us disability community people, we will appreciate that you even asking us questions. Because you are showing us that you have a respect and you're willing to accommodate us by asking us, so that's why I just wanted to put it out there.
1: That makes very that makes sense. Ask and you shall receive the answer. So don't assume. Act. Ask. ask the question. And so, uh, viewers out there, if you have some questions for Kalina, you could drop those in the chat, and and we will answer those while we are here on live so i want to give you an opportunity to engage in the discussion as well so i always ask my guests about as they are, are going through their walks of life about their uh failures you know sometimes as young people uh that may watch this show they they see well kalina has a huge following on Instagram. She got three Facebook communities. She talked in Africa, London, Canada, you name it. She done. Right. Like it's everything's been good. Like she's taken her, you know, perceived disadvantaged background and, and, and now here, ta-da. So what would you say has been, you know, a failure or learning lesson? That you have had to overcome, or you had on your journey, because we all have something that is like, okay, that was yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think we all like talking about that. Okay, the <laughs> um, so one thing I learned through my journey is being very open-minded, because not everybody's gonna have the same knowledge as you or education. Not. Nobody is ever below you or above you. Everybody goes to the same B. It's literally a matter of fact of asking for help or find a mentor that the lifestyle that you want. Literally that's how it works. And I feel like people are so are so caught up in the in the oh get rich fast or get rich like I don't know. I just tell people I don't believe in that. The reason for that is because once you wish fast, things are gonna go quick fast. I rather take my time and get to where I need to be and I've learned that a lot too and I learned that it's okay to ask for help it's important to find mentor or coach to guide you to where you want to be and I realized that always fix your budget don't feel like you need to go way over your budget just because that person has like that you know sometimes it's a very important to fix your budget because if you don't stick to your budget, then what if something worth to happen next and you can't afford it? Or let's say something better comes in a way. Then you realize that you spent all your money on that mentor where you could just spend all that money on a course. And that's something I learned a lot through my journey. It's like I should have just spent some money on a course instead of a mentor or something else. So that's something I learned out during my journey.
1: Yeah, that, that's a very important especially for our, our people who are thinking about entrepreneurship out there, you know, going off and doing your own thing, and you hear, you know, you got freedom, <laughs> you got you'll have more time than you ever need, and you'll make all this money and, and all of that, and and it's all possible, but uh yeah, the entrepreneur, you can make a lot of mistakes, especially if you don't know. You could spend money on things that you don't need. You can invest in, in people that's probably not the right fit at that time for you or not a, a fit at all, and sometimes just seeking the, the answers uh, with no clear path can have you spending money that you don't have as well. So that's a very good point. So that's that's good that you learned that lesson. Early, but one of the things that you said that I thought was really good is that it sounds like you are committed though to investing in yourself and your development and growth. Yes, I am
0: committed, hundred (laughs) percent.
1: I think that's very. I think that's important. That's one of the things that I can't. stress enough is that you know in order to go to the next level in your in your life in your career in your personal life to have what you want or what you feel that you desire you are going to have to invest in yourself that is the only the investment in you is the only thing that will grow and grow and grow. It's the only thing that it doesn't matter if the pandemic hit it doesn't matter if your employer say don't come back we don't need you no more your investment is the, yourself is the only sustainable thing so what's your what do you when you invest in yourself what is your uh, favorite personal growth tools or ways to invest in yourself
0: i would say definitely in a lot of networking events that are either free or you pay for it. I felt like with those events, it really taught me a lot more about my confidence, talking to people randomly, like, hello, my name is Kalina, you know, because you have to do that in the entrepreneurship. And I felt like with having those those events, it really does help me build my confidence. It really does taught me how to talk, you know, not talking so less confident than how I am right now. And um, I would say networking events is my number one personal growth that I actually overcome. It's my favorite thing because I love networking with people. I love learning different ideas and different, you know, field interests that I may not even know of. I'm like, oh, you are this? Oh, that's so cool. Like, I do you even think of that, you know? And I didn't realize how this world is changing. Like, anybody can get a job online. Like, you don't even need a full-time job. Like, you can have a part-time job and you can do this full-time. And I realized that there's so many new, unique jobs that you can have. Not just, like, back in the day where you need to become a doctor, a firefighter, or this, you know. But now, like, you can literally become anything you want now. And it's just so crazy. And I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of job opportunities in there, is. And I want people to know that um, there are so many ways to make money now.
1: That's true. That's true. If especially if you got the knowledge and and expertise, and believe it or not, most people have a, they have what they need to make a million dollars or whatever it is that they want. They just don't know it. And sometimes you think that some of the the information that you have is common knowledge, and it's not just because it comes easy to you. Doesn't mean that it is common knowledge. So. I think that's important, and, and you are getting out here networking. That's that's an essential skill. Cause everybody don't have it. Everybody don't have that ability to network and to go into different rooms and introduce themselves. So that definitely takes confidence and a self awareness too.
0: It took it it me like probably a good two months to get used to it, um, because I got I working with one lady and she helped me with my website actually and i just like little things like that can actually get me far in life and that's when i realized i need to really start speaking up and meet new people because you never know when you start speaking up and meet other people you just never know where they would take you you just never know
1: absolutely so dwelling said this was a very great story Kalena. i got the power pass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Thank you. And you said you were a young entrepreneur. you want to tell like how what is your age? I mean, if you don't feel comfortable sharing, you don't have to. I know women don't like to tell the age, but yeah that you, you was young what's young? <laughs>
0: Um, for me, coming up next, would we'll definitely try to get my coaching business internationally. Um, definitely get into organization for people who have disability in the deaf community internationally. That'd be really great. Um, definitely start doing maybe more technology for the disability community, maybe create an app for them. I'm thinking of creating an app for them. It'd be really cool. Something fun, but not too helpful. <laughs> And who knows, maybe I'll open a first step school in Canada. We'll see what happens.
1: Nice. Well, put it into the atmosphere and I believe you can do it. You you have that, that grit, that resilience. I think you can do whatever it is that you desire to do. So before uh, our time get away from us, I want to make sure that people are able to connect with you. So how can people get and stay connected with you? So I
0: definitely would love for people. People can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to get you to using it, to be honest. And um, second thing, people can follow me on my Instagram, um, which is Deaf Queen Boss. And if you do want to have a quick conversation with me, I have a 15-minute call on my website, which is KalinaEmpowerment.com.
1: Okay. So you have Kalina's information. If you want to reach out to her, make sure that you go Deaf Queen Boss. On yeah. social media. <laughs> that she the boss, the deaf queen boss on social media to so make sure you get and stay uh connected with her. She's a young person that's out here doing some awesome stuff and should be supported. So make sure that uh that, that you do that so i like to ask all of my guests before uh, we wrap up because i believe in giving practical tips for people to be able to use whether it's their personal life whether it's their uh, professional life or in their business so what tip or tips would you want to leave with the viewers so that they can be empowered or inspire and also be better advocates uh, for the deaf and disability communities.
0: I just want to say that, don't be afraid to use your voice to empower other people. Just because you feel like it's not going to work or you think it's not going to make a benefit. But of all, uh, you do your voice. You never know when tomorrow comes. What I mean by that tomorrow, you never know when God will call you home. I would use
1: your voice. That's the truth. That is is the truth. So, using our voice, you you are right about that. And so, uh, we'll make sure, uh, well, and that we put her uh, contact information in the chats uh, so that you are able to uh, follow her. Let's see. I think I got the social media channel. Let's make sure. That's your is that your social media? No. Okay. So that is her social media. So you are on there and I will get the website. What's your website?
0: Uh Kalina. Uh, yep. Uh, empowerment.com.
1: Let me know if I got this correct. Yep. Yeah. So you okay. can go to kalinaempowerment.com or on the social media at box.
0: I think that the Deaf queen box is my Instagram and Kalina, um, okay. Kalina on Facebook if people have Facebook.
1: Empowerment. I think I spelled that wrong. Yeah. Let me fix it. got it right. Empowerment.com. I think i empower. I think I forgot an M. Empowerment. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, any closing remarks before we close the show out or view an audience? Do you have anything that you wanted to say in our last like few minutes? If so, you could drop it in the chat. So Kalina, you said the is the book coming out this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this year. My book will be coming out this year.
0: Okay.
1: So we will stay tuned for, for that later this year. So if you know anybody that needs uh coaching services that uh, wants to have a coach and and mentor uh, that they can that resonates with them. And Kalina might be the person. So think about that as you are networking and and in your own tribes. If if you have somebody that might be struggling with some mental issues or health issues or or just trying to acclimate uh, to the culture as it is today well all right this has been awesome Colleen I've had a good time with you tonight learning more about you and your story which is very inspirational and I think you're doing some amazing amazing things so many blessings to you on your path and and kudos to your family for for their support I think that's awesome
0: Thank you You have well, I hope you have
1: an amazing night. <laughs> thank you so much. So thank you so much, listening <laughs> audience, for tuning in to this week's episode of Leadership Tip bits with Coach T. Wilson, where we had the amazing, awesome Kalina Powell, as Dwelling said, the, the power. <laughs> Kalina the power Powell with us tonight in our virtual learning laboratory. Tune in next week where we will have another amazing mentor. Make sure you share this broadcast out. Come back next week. Bring a friend. They too probably will be able to get some of these leadership tidbits. And until next time, my friends, I hope you have a super amazing week.
0: Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.